Oh, why would a nigga buy a Hisense TV 55-inch for $100 with a cracked screen can be either fixed or used for parts? Like, you can probably get you a brand new one for like $150 or $200. First off, first off, why are you buying a 55-inch Hisense? Like, Hisense should really cap out about 32 for like the guest room. <laughs> like, you shouldn't be buying no 55-inch Hisense for the living room. <laughs> Unless you really trying to stunt the guest room. I about to say, I get like a, I would get a brand new one with no issues for like the garage or the back porch or something. That should take forty five seconds to warm up. I oh, see. I ain't know all that. No, I'm straight man. And the high sense, the high sense is loud as fuck with the logo. Like as soon as that bitch starts up, it's like high sense. <laughs> I want niggas to know you're not about to hide me in the back. <laughs> right? Ain't <laughs> gonna treat me like the side TV. I get like, it. hey, bro, you could grab a couple of brews out of the refrigerator area and turn them Maybe I put a Samsung TV. Why didn't she say Samsung? I don't know. I think it was one of the commercials was just. Wild. <laughs> Greens, potatoes, tomatoes, lamb, rams, hogs, dogs, beans, greens, potatoes, tomatoes, chicken, turkey, rat, you beans, greens, but beans, greens, beans, 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 greens, but beans, greens, but beans, greens, chicken, turkey, rat, you beans, greens, potatoes, tomatoes, lamb, rams, hogs, dogs, beans, greens, potatoes, tomatoes, chicken, turkey, rat, you beans, greens, potatoes, tomatoes, lamb, rams, hogs, dogs, beans, greens, potatoes, tomatoes, chicken, turkey, chicken, turkey, beans, greens, potatoes, tomatoes, lamb, rams, hogs, dogs, beans, greens, potatoes, tomatoes, chicken, turkey, rat, you beans, greens, potatoes, tomatoes. Welcome to With All Due Respect, this is Chef. As always, when listening to our podcast, be sure to give us five stars on Apple Podcasts, uh, give us a like on SoundCloud, Ask to your library on Spotify, and of course, check us out on the iHeartRadio app. Why are we? This is episode 86. Gentlemen, white with the wood voice. What up? 5,000 North Side, Florida. With the wood voice, it's your boy J. Joe used to call me on my cell phone. All right, cool. Episode 86. We didn't, we didn't record. Did we record last week? Yes, we well, did. That a week before. It might have been a week before. Oh, I thought we did last week. I can't remember. I do believe we did last week. We did do it last week. Okay, awesome. That's that's what's up, man. Back to back. That's what's up. For the people, man. Want to give y'all a quality product. So, man, I'm not going to get high on the podcast anymore because I be forgetting shit. And when I listen, I be like, fuck, that's not what I meant to say. So. Didn't you put out a fox water? Nobody for can for get high. For the year 2020, man, I'm not. I'm not. I mean, for the rest of this year, man, in 2020, I'm not getting high. Are we making a pack on the show, except for Chef? No, we're not making a pack. No, no, no. I'm not, I'm not going to do it either because I know that my performances <laughs> does slack a bit. <laughs> now you're lying. Um, I know. Um, when I'm high, I did notice that one of my friends um, made a point to go to 5,000. Said you all right on the show, and Greg is not. So it was. Um, Chef is not. Uh, can you, can you, can you that out? Who, who else was not okay? Was everybody okay except for you? I think so. I was like, oh, that's how you let your feelings show when the homie come 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 to Orlando. 
Okay, well, well, cool. Damn. I mean, you could have told me. I could have worked on it. And I didn't plan on getting high at during the podcast, but everybody was smoking, and I felt left out. And I'm new to this weed thing, and apparently my body, you know what I'm saying, acts differently. Kills your brain cells. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I need and I need them for the podcast, guys. So no more high J Joe. So they liked the maybe, maybe once a month. They liked the maybe. previous high episode. They didn't like the most recent high episode. Uh, well, no, I think people like. I don't know that nobody said they didn't like it. Yeah, and I'm talking about my own personal performance. I I critiqued. Oh, okay. Yeah, and I that's important. Bad. I didn't get any bad uh report, but yeah. But a lot of times when I listen to the podcast, like I'd be thinking of stuff I wanted to say, but I didn't say because of all the thrashing I've I've put upon my brain from, from the weed. Like I felt great, but I didn't do great, you know? It's hard to keep track of your conversations every thirty seconds. You gotta put little clues in every thirty seconds of what you say to so you remember what the fuck you're talking about. That's true. That's a very good point. You No, nah, like you got high and changed the whole asking for a friend. <laughs> Yeah. You mad at me? <laughs> oh, you're old. <laughs> but it's yeah. okay. That, that is what happened. And for that, you know what I'm saying? I, I don't mind taking taking one on the chin. I've learned that 2019 was the year I say I fuck up on things. So, you know, I fucked up on that. It's cool. But it's I gross. did sound I did sound a lot more sensual when I was high when I listened to it. I sound mm. my voice sounded less tangy as I'm told my voice is. I have a tangy, a tangy voice, apparently. What's a tangy voice? Like? I don't know. Apparently, my voice is tangy. Like, that, like Cool Ranch Doritos, like that bite on the Cool Ranch? Or like urine. <laughs> <laughs> I've never tasted <laughs> urine. So you never tasted urine? <laughs> hey, boy, having a pissy voice is trash. <laughs> wow. How we get from tangy to pissy? Right. Never mind. Have y'all uh, tasted piss before? Every, every, no. I, I, yeah. <laughs> oh, well, see, one nigga like, said no. Everybody? Everybody has. Everybody's tasting a little bit of urine, every, you know, what wasn't it, like? You're a nasty nigga, though. Y'all haven't. Who had, wait, okay, so let's, well, fuck it. We'll do the poll. Who all has um, taste piss? Raise your hand. Now, I'm not saying you've tasted <laughs> pisses and you've drank piss, but you may have picked up a I tinge said of piss. Like a, ten, it's, it's a, a tinge of urine. Yeah, yeah. So, so okay. If we're gonna be honest, right? You ain't ate a little tangy pussy once in your life. I mean, and now that Wood brings it up, and it's probably a little, little after urine. Little, yeah, that, that's different. That's urine. Oh, man, that's what yeah, they yeah, 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 yeah. put it out there. Oh, oh man. Well, guys, we have a really exciting show for you today. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Cole. So this past weekend um, in Florida, we had the um, Florida Classic, the rivalry game between our beloved FAMU and Bethune-Cookman College. And um, so 5,000 came down um, and... It's just, you know, it's cool when we all, I mean, because we're all in different cities, obviously, so we got to link up for a bit. So um, I thought it was a good time. You know what I'm saying? Fam lost the game, which was disgusting and anxiety-inducing, but I really enjoyed it. I had a couple of parties. Um, so the homies came from out of town. 
5,000 came from out of town. It was a good time, you know what I'm saying? Like, I I definitely enjoyed it. Um, Realize I'm getting older because I had I'm very sore on Monday for some reason. Um, but no, I don't dance. Okay, but <laughs> sore, sore. Like, like were you dancing a lot? Pause. That's what I'm about to say. Now that's only Pause. one of like three things. Either like you had a long walk to the stadium, or you was like city boy sliding hard as fuck like from Friday I'm Right. That's the thing. I wasn't, right. I wasn't, but no, it wasn't that bad. I mean, I, I didn't dance that much, so I guess I was concerned. Maybe it was because it was definitely the dancing. Definitely I think the dancing. That nigga definitely dance. danced a lot. Like disco right. inferno. That's what you want. You were slave to the I, dance. I, I don't think I danced that much, but I just know I just hurt hurt a whole lot. My knee was fucked up, Ooh. so there was a lot of shit going on. That's a lot of dancing, um, bro. Shit was popping and shit. It was, but it was a good time. You know what I'm saying? Like. <laughs> um, I'm happy five thousand came out and kicked it. I mean, I think he had a good time too, so it was, it was cool. Uh, well, um, I came from out of town. In case you missed that, um, nah, it was it was cool. I always enjoy Florida Classic. That's uh something I've gone to quite a bit. Like next to homecoming, that's probably the FAMU football centered event I've been to the most. <clears throat> I don't like the fact that we lost. I don't like the fact of how we lost. Like we basically lost the same as that way the last two or three years with a late interception that seals the game. So um uh the quarterback is moving on. He's graduating. That's good. He broke all the records and stuff. Kudos to him, but yeah, it's time for some new blood. And um hopefully we can uh end this streak next year. But it's always good to just get out the house and do something different, so I enjoyed just hanging out. It was cool. Let me let me tell you about losing that game, right? I'm not one of the people that are like, oh man, when like your team loses in the playoffs, like, oh man, you did a great great job, guys, this year and you know, y'all played great and blah blah blah. Nigga, if you don't bring that motherfucking trophy back, bitch, fuck you. I don't give a fuck. I'm mad to the next fucking year. So everybody just big enough fan use team that you had one job to do. Go down there and we whoop BCUs or BCC, whatever the fuck you want to call them, ass. And they didn't do it. They tricked the shit off. So, man, y'all ain't do shit this year. So, that's yeah. salty, salty J. Joe. And the thing about salty. it is now, you got like dusty ass motherfuckers talking shit now. Like, I, that's I got, what hurts the most. I got BCC motherfuckers talking shit. Like, bitch, who is you? Like, that type of bullshit. And one thing I got to ask y'all, because I've seen it on the internet, I wasn't there. So, the picture or the the image of BCC doing the the middle finger on the field is that Photoshop or is that real? No, that, that was real. real. That was real. That was that was infuriating. Yeah, so they they uh, did the formation. They marched out to make the middle finger. That shit paused for like eight counts, and then they brought the other finger out that they said was a peace sign. But I mean. Anybody worth their fucking salt, you ain't never had to play no instrument. All the motherfuckers could have moved at the same time. Like one one finger in the formation ain't got nothing to do with the other. Like both right. fingers could have went out at the same time. Like flash the peace sign, but right. <clears throat> I mean they did that shit on purpose. Now, what people from what people have been saying about the band director, he seems to be a stand up guy. I don't really know him or know much about him. They like he wouldn't risk his career for something like that. So that could have been something. Some motherfuckers came out with behind the scenes, like, hey, we're going to switch this part up. Because I, I could see that more so where kids thinking some shit like that was funny. Because, you know, 
like somebody said, if any individual in the stadium had shot a bird at somebody and they went and told security, they would have got put out of the stadium. Right. So surely Cuz had to know, you know, you can't fucking do a whole formation shooting a bird. But, yeah, that, that shit was on purpose. I don't give a damn what nobody say. Yeah. No, it was definitely on purpose. It was like, cause no one makes a peace sign like like that. Like like the way they did it, it was like, that wasn't a peace sign. The the full intent was to flip flip the crowd, flick a flip us off. And yeah. I was like, you know, that's and I was like, okay, I'm watching it. And here's the thing: I had tickets on the BCC side, um, cause I got them for free. My home homie was like, here's some tickets. You know, what I'm saying they were good seats, but they were on the wrong side of the stadium. The issue is when you're on that side of the statement, fam, you stuff, they are very rude. Like, it's, it's, it's like, I wasn't expecting the level of uncouth and, and fuckery, you know what I'm saying? Like, I walked, so I'm walking up the steps, and this, and this, this fat guy was like, wrong side. You on the wrong side. I was like, no, nah, no, nah, this is where my tickets are. And she's like, so I'm like, you know, I'm getting to her, I'm like, and she's like, I'm with my daughter, and she's yelling. I'm like, yo, I'm with my kid. Relax. And she's like, so you want me to get up? I was like, yes, I know it's hard. And then she's like. (laughs) (laughs) Rude boy. My nigga's like, you an asshole, dog. I was like, no, she's starting to shit. So she get up or whatever, and she's like, 99? What that got to do with anything? I was like, that's that's why I got the fam. She was like, who care about all that? that? What that matter? Like, Jesus Christ, lady. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Probably she was just, on the wrong side of hypertension, bitch. Like, probably just faded. <laughs> like, but to your point, to your, can't take me nowhere. To I, your I, point, Jojo, some kind of how I ended up staying at BCC Host Hotel. I don't know how that happened. I just, like, as I'm kind of maneuvering around the hotel, like, checking in and all that, <clears throat> I see, like, a lot of people. So I end up in the elevator with this dude with a BCC shirt on. I'm like, <laughs> Is this like y'all host hotel or something? And dude was like, yeah. And then so me and him got to talking. And I was basically just like you. I was like, we 9-1 and one and blah, blah, blah. All that shit's all well and good. But if we don't fucking win this game, none of that shit don't matter. Like, we might as well have lost to all them bitches as far as I'm concerned. Right. So hopefully we can uh, write this motherfucking. Not write. Well, yeah, write the ship on that level. But still, we need to, uh, we need to keep this shit going next year. That's what I don't want to happen either. Like we have a flash in the pan. Like, right, man. Like who won the Super Bowl last year? Right. I mean, who lost the Super Bowl last year? My bad. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Anyway, y'all eat it. They have good fish sandwiches at the Orlando Club. Uh, and did you put mustard, hot sauce, cheese, onions, and pickles on it? Things like the vendors was lacking to me. I didn't even. The vendors aren't sweet. Yeah. Now that you mention that. And I could have just been on the wrong side of the stadium because I, I came in from the opposite way that I have traditionally come in. But the Uber driver, thank God now, the Uber driver basically took me right up to the stadium and was like, oh, but nah, see, I can get you closer. And, I mean, we was talking, whatever, no big deal. And then fucking like 20 minutes later, we still ride. And then it was like, well, I might just put you off right here. And I'm like, well, the first spot was probably better. And then she was like, nah, nah, this. Be-. I'm like, ma'am, no, this, <laughs> this is definitely not closer. Like, I can't even see the stadium real good for him. So <clears throat> by the time I did all that, that ate up my little food and vendor time. My cousin had hit me up. He wanted some fam you shirts, but I, literally every single shirt I saw, 
say Florida Classic and had Fam and NBCC on it. So uh, I don't know. I think I just missed that shit. Some kind of. Do they, do they eat fried fish in Southern Florida? Is that a thing? Like catfishing? They, they, have, they, had, they had fish guys because I mean they were there. But like he said, like I know for me, I went to the tailgate. So I know the Capitol tailgate, they fried fish. They had some fish over there. They had like some whiting, and then um, and some chicken, and all that normal stuff. I went to a few tailgates, and they all had like decent food. So I guess I really wasn't even as pressed about going to the vendor. And then they had uh, the cake. The only one I want I missed was the cake lady. They had a cake lady who was like. She was killing it. Like, she was getting the money. She had, like, seven different cake varieties. Like, she was doing it, but I, I, I couldn't get to her. But that was the only thing I saw worth having, you know what I'm saying? Like, the thing is, Classic Weekend, you, you usually, I usually eat, like, trash because it's just, like, all the all the vendors and stuff. But it wasn't even that crazy this year. But, yeah, but fuck BCC for that flipping us off, though. I really took issue with that. I don't know if they – um. <clears throat> I don't even want to say nice stuff about them no more. I remember I used to be like, man, I hope they don't close. Now I'm kind of indifferent. <laughs> I mean, to to me, it was classless. And then, to me, one of the worst things you can do is try to justify some bullshit when you know it's bullshit. Like, some girl was like, oh, I used to be in the band and this and that. Like, man, uh, you know exactly what that shit was. Because somebody even posted a screenshot from a previous drill they did some years ago where they had the peace sign and they shit again, <clears throat> but they did like the regular fucking peace sign. Like the real so, peace yeah. So like this, like half cock Turkey shooter bird peace sign thing that they did this year. Like, come on, man. Y'all ain't even have to do all that. <clears throat> so whatever. Fuck it. Shit. We'll see what happens. Fuck BCC. All right. Forever. Forever. Mm. So speaking of fuck niggas. Um, so Omarion. Well done. Announced, thank you. Announced the um, the 2020 edition of the Millennium Tour. So, as a reminder, we talked about this on a previous podcast because the Millennium Tour was a really big, uh, successful concert. It featured all the um, the big early boy band type acts of the um, 2000s, um, and so it went well. Um, so they're re doing it again. Um, and Omarion um, kicked B2K out the concert, so they it's going to be just Omarion and. Uh, and little Bow Wow headlining. Uh, it, I found this interesting. I thought it was a good move by Omarion because, you know, the homie, his, like the nigga in his group, Lil Fizz, is fucking his baby mama now. And then the other nigga in the group said that he fucked his mama. So it was like, you know, good, good show. You know, fuck both of them niggas, get the money. So um, I found this to be a great move in terms of, like, him not looking so soft. I thought I started to have, lose respect for this man. Because he was too at peace, given all the fuck shit that was going around in his in his life. So you know, props to that nigga. The niggas who are in control are always at peace. Like if you're in control, there's no reason to get bent out of shape. Like, all right, cool, okay, you fucking who? All right, whatever. I control the bag. Like, you don't need to get bent out of motherfucking shape. Like, okay, that's great. You posting whatever fucking pictures, nigga. Your mortgage is due in thirty days, nigga. Just like mine, nigga. Like, don't trip. And it is what it is. We'll see. Yep. That's that's the thing. Like you really, when you got all the cards in your hand, you really can just chill. Like it's like poker. Like I already know I got a winning hand. I'm gonna play it cool. Let's motherfucking up this ante a little bit more. And then once the dealer say flip over your cards, then that's when you figure that shit out. Right. That nigga's definitely probably like keep talking. Keep on post one. Post yeah. another pick. Post another pick. Right. Because I don't really follow, <clears throat> you know, like celebrity beasts and shit, but. 
I ain't really heard of him saying nothing. So he probably knew all along. Because somebody said it was a buddy birthday, too. So Yeah, that, that made it funny, yeah, too. So like double whammy. Both these niggas like bantamweight, so they're not about to fight or nothing anyway. So don't fucking matter. <laughs> No, no, they get, when they get upset, they dance. <laughs> they challenge each other to a dance. Dude. Oh, yeah. Somebody's definitely going to serve, right? <laughs> no, I don't think Omarion was being soft, man. Like, I think that nigga was just like, man, you know, like, if you've ever messed with a chick that ain't shit, you kind of like, oh, well, that bitch ain't shit no way. So, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think, I don't think he really gave two shits, really. You know what I'm saying? I think that, you know, he... Like you said, he he had the cards. Like he could do this, you know, make make it so that like the nigga don't get no money. But like, like come on, man, what what's Hooper and Hollering gonna do? Like at this point, it looks like he won. You know what I'm saying? Like at this point, like if this nigga was like in comments and being salty and all that shit, now nah, he look he that's when he would look weak to me. But now yeah. he got pictures smiling with parakeets and shit, and you know what I'm saying? Like the nigga straight, and like he just did what he did. He just Handled it professionally and just kept it moving, nigga. So, uh, shout out to him. You know, uh, that's uh, what's it? April the little fizz on love and hip hop. That you know what I'm saying. That little that little money is gonna be gone in a little bit. So, I mean, we'll we'll see. We'll, we'll see if she sticks with with little fizzle. But my thing is like, if she, apparently she's talking about little fizz is her soulmate, whatever, whatever. Um, but if if that's the truth. And that's how she really felt because, I mean, shit happens. Like, she should have addressed it a different way, you know, because initially they were all on the blogs and shit talking about, we're just friends, we're talking about, we're just friends, we're just friends, and all of a sudden it's like, oh, no, we fucking like, damn, what happened to all that we were just friends shit? Like, you should have just been, you know, up front with that nigga and up front with whoever you want to talk to. Now y'all just look, I don't know, they they look stupid to me, them two, so. Absolutely. Like, basically, she just proved his point because obviously something had to go sour for them not to be together anyway. So, like, yeah, she just kind of made herself look dumb. My thing is, what is the proper way to to tell your, your, your nigga that you fucking with his old lady, like his ex-old Before lady? Before you do it. Right. That's Before the proper way. Or not do it. It's way too many chicks. I, I and on, you the, on the reverse it. side, it's way too many niggas out there for you to, like, be like, yeah, I'm I'm about to fuck with this nigga. You know what I'm saying? Like And if you go if you go and do it, I don't think it's that big of a deal, but it should still be spoke. You can speak on that over a beer, some shit like, yeah, man, you know what I'm saying, you know, I ain't really want to end that way, but I don't want to end this way, end up this way, but I kinda like her, man, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna fuck with her. At least it's out there. At least she's not surprised. She's not gonna see it on fucking Instagram. I really don't right. need your fucking permission. But I'm going to let you know that I respect your mind enough to let you know before I go and do the shit. You know what I'm saying? But these niggas, like April and Fizz, I hope that's these motherfuckers' names because I don't know their names. They're on some other shit. They're doing shit so Omarion can see so that he does have a problem with it. Like, this is some other shit. This is not, I'm fucking with your baby mama and I just didn't let you know. This is, I'm fucking with your baby mama and I want you to fucking know that I'm fucking your baby mama. And she's doing the same shit. Right. That's a different right. situation. You know what I'm saying? Like, like they on some like, disrespect. Hey, hey. Yeah, they on some disrespectful shit. Right. Hey, but <laughs> but I, I don't I don't even think it's that. I feel like sh- I feel like both of them need attention. You know what I'm saying? Like Lil Fizz has never been like the the star of the group and whatever the fucking. We and like, I feel like she, he's Otis. She, she's taking huh? He's Otis. What? 
He's Otis. Ain't Otis. Nobody... Ain't nobody here to see him. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. And she, and she, apparently she craves attention. She's one of those chicks that always need attention. So like most I feel like she likes this <clears throat> attention, negative, positive, or whatever. Like she likes to get on Instagram. Like you don't know me. You don't know my life. We in love. We, do, you know what I'm saying? Like she was the same chick. Patting a pussy three months ago, talking really? about all these niggas want this pussy. All that you ain't never see that video. Oh, no, I, I implore look that shit up. I mean, post that shit in the face I mean, for, 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 for the listeners. But, post it for the listeners so they can see. Yeah. Uh huh. All right. I'll see if I can find it. if it's not taken off the internet. Oh, nigga, I think it. I got it saved in my favorites. Um, but yeah, to the PC. But that's what I'm saying. She just needs attention, and I think. She's feeding off of this negative attention just because it's attention. So, hopefully, this is the last we see of them too. Please. She probably don't try try to have a baby for him. That way, she can still be in the blogs or whatever. I'm motherfucker really gonna be in the uh, losers bracket at that point. That nigga ain't got no job. <laughs> Definitely no. I, mean, I don't know, man. That shit's weak. Like just to be spiteful, like. And then they said the other nigga was fucking his mom, um, Omarion Mama. I'm like, Raz B? No, J Bug. Oh, that nigga's the worst. I think that nigga's at the bottom of the totem pole. What's below Otis? What's below Otis? I don't even think that nigga does anything. I think he's just there. Like, he's a homie. Do you think you can go talk to Omarion and get our jobs back? (laughs) That's a horrible (laughs) thing to have to do, nigga. So, J Bug said he fucked Omarion Mama? Yeah, man. Like a while back, like so, it's 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 bad. It's just bad in general. Like, I feel like they hate that nigga, maybe because he like the one that had the most talent or something. But that's kind of sassy in and of itself. It's sassy to fuck the homie baby mama too. Like it's it's just gross. I mean, I don't some know. people like shit like that though. <clears throat> like some people feel like that's conquest for whatever reason. I don't know why. Because it's a nigga they hate. Like I mean, I feel like it has to come from a. <laughs> it's not coming from a place of love. Yeah, I, I never understood niggas who get kudo feel like they done something after they fuck a nigga's chick after he's done fucking with him. Y'all, like, y'all, you know what I'm saying? Like he didn't fuck a while they were together. You just fucked her after the nigga was done with him. But it's niggas in real life that do that. Be like, yeah, I fucked that nigga this But nigga, like that was like after. Fact. We like, all know what, that there, like, are, there are plenty of niggas out here that are fucking hoes that don't even like pussy, dog. Like they, dog, they just on some other shit. We know niggas like this, man. It, <laughs> I, I don't want to go. It's like this being shit competitive right or something, or it's it's some it's some prison penitentiary type shit that they going through, man. I don't know what the fuck the shit is. Yeah, it's all bad. Like I don't know, man. It's fucked up. Fuck but I'm happy, like my nigga. I'm happy he got his getting his money and. He cut all the mother niggas out, you know what I'm saying? Like it's a, a blessing from him. He'll have a great Thanksgiving. So, you know. I mean, people are like fucking like bigging the Marion up now. Like niggas are fucking playing touching shit now because Touch is right. Right. I mean, I, I don't know about that, but um <laughs> that, that nigga took like the high road, you know what I'm saying? So now when that nigga does a show, niggas are like, oh he, like he he got niggas on his side now. You know what I'm saying? You should just be like the little young chick. Well, I guess they ain't young no more. If he was a Marion fan, you probably in your late 30s now. Um, but yeah, I mean, now you got niggas like, yeah, nigga, you're a real nigga. Like, niggas fuck with a Marion now. So, nigga for him, man. Acting like a fucking adult. He's 35. That's what he's supposed to do. A nigga 35? He's 30 fucking five. 
I need to get rid of them braids, man. That's stupid. That's not up to you. You got a box, like niggas like. like. This is not a box. <laughs> it's a rounded box. It's a stock market. It's a styled box. Styled box. Oh. It's a curly box. Oh, watch out now! Style box. It's, it's it's a box I did stuff to. You still using the curl sponge? You got the you got the the cur, the, cur, the curl tennis racket thing they got out. I'm about to get the tennis racket. That shit's sweet. My barber tennis racket in my head um, after he cut it, and I was like, oh, it's better. It's cleaner, huh? It's it's way cleaner. I feel like you're patronizing me, but it is cleaner. I'm, I'm, I'm having a curl discussion with you, dog. We 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 haven't, what is it? Male self-care talk. Okay. Talk yeah. to a nigga who can't grow a box, and a nigga who kept a box way too long. How ironic is that? <laughs> I had a box past the expiration date. And now I wish I could grow a box. Yeah, I can. Don't you have a box? Like I uh-huh. never know. I always know you have a low boy. Yeah, you ain't know me in high school. Oh, in high school, yeah. Okay. I don't know how old you are either, because I feel like the box was probably still in vogue then. I don't know how old you are. Was, I don't know was, how old you are. But... I'm telling you, when I had the box, it was a year too late. I got <laughs> listen. I got the box a year too late, and I kept the block. <laughs> the box a year too long. Nigga so. bought the bread in the discount aisle. Nigga, the bread that the church give out. So wait a minute. <laughs> Why did you uh, get the box late? Like, was it like your parents were not let you get it, or? Nah, nigga. I, if y'all know me, man, I'm kind of a simple guy, man. I didn't need the box, like. And even when I had the box, it just was a reggie ass box. No, no, no parts. No ramp. No ramp. Another. It was not a style box. I needed no <laughs> rack that shit was just boxy. So one man and committed man. to the box, and niggas stop having boxes. I'm like, what? I like the way I look with this fucking box. But then niggas started talking about the box. I was like, well, shit, you can't. So you can't cut your box off when niggas first start talking about your box because it's like you cut it off just because yeah, niggas said something. So, so I had to ride it out a little bit longer, even though I knew it was time to turn in the keys. But you had a box in elementary. But I ain't keep it too long. I don't think. I think everybody had it. You probably, yeah, you probably in vogue when you had it. I was out vogue. I had the Waldo Faldo back in like sixth grade. I can't the shit that, or the Eddie Winslow. The shit that went like this, like from low to high. Uh, what we used to call that a shit? Ramp. Ramp. Yeah, ramp. ramp. Yeah. At a ramp. I can't. Ramp. Grow, I can't grow that shit. shit. I had a shag way too long too. I think. Oh like, man! Shag, yeah, like I the missed, Florida, like the real shag. I missed the shag. Oh no! Yeah, I had the Jerry yeah, girl shag or the or the shag where the nigga got the afro on the back and the fade I, in the I, front. Not the Dallas shag, not like the, <laughs> okay. not like the Texas shag. That shit trifling. <laughs> I know a nigga that had a shag. He kept his shag way too long. Like he kept it in that period where the shag was all the way gone. Like before Texas niggas brought it back. Man, he he had this shit like <laughs> like the two like the two eras almost touched, nigga. Like, yeah, <laughs> like he was keeping it. Like a nigga probably saw his shit and was like, "Oh, what's that shit right there? We need to get that." <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure he was the only nigga on earth, nigga, with the shag. The shag was the nigga like, mother. Niggas yeah, still get okay. shags in Orlando, though. <laughs> Niggas get that shit on purpose, still. Cause I was like, "Man, you didn't finish that nigga hair," and he was like, "No, no, it's that's it." I was like, "What the fuck you do to him?" He's like an alien in the back. I might get a shag for a big event next year. Homecoming. Why did every hairstyle come back except for the curl? 
I've been waiting for that shit. Yes, it's not good for the environment. If a nigga got odorless um, activator, then that shit might have a shot. But I'm sure they can make odorless activator. Like the curls were in, like my my sister used to be like, "Oh, look at that nigga with that curl. That nigga shit sweet, like that nigga." Speaking of though, kind of along the same vein. Uh, remember when it didn't used to be sweet to have drip? Now niggas like, "I got that drip." <laughs> <laughs> but they don't have no. It don't be drippy though. It don't be dripping now. <laughs> like real, not like, literally. It's not like wet. That literal drip, nigga. Literal. Yeah. Nigga, if you're literally dripping, nigga, like something's wrong, like from anywhere in your body, like. Nigga, whole dashboard lit up. <laughs> right, nigga. <laughs> Why you got a man? Got an active drip, dog. You dripping? You dripping? <laughs> oh man, I'm sure, so, we, I'm sure we have somewhere. a dossier, nigga. It's, it's, a, it's a nigga somewhere dripping right now, though. Right, in in another nigga room. I mean, in the house. <laughs> <laughs> Kind of that nigga, nigga dripped all in my kitchen. What the fuck? Nigga dripping in his home. That nigga be dripping, dripping during Thanksgiving. Oh, by the way, that that nigga shit on Snowfall is immaculate. That nigga shit hitting. What's his, his uncle? Girl, whatever his name yeah, is. His uncle. Yeah. yeah. That nigga curl nice. hitting, boy. Yeah, that nigga got the prototype. Snowfall should have brought back the curl, nigga. It's Cali nigga's fault. <laughs> I wish Cali nigga would step it back up, man. The only reason reclaim, niggas don't have your Cali-ness. The only reason niggas don't have jerry curls now is because natural hair is in. So it would be frowned upon to have something that's so chemically processed. Because I really thought it was going to come back. But now I realize that's what the case was. I know it ain't coming back. I all, it takes is, all it takes is one nigga to do the shit. Uh, this old lady a few weeks ago had one. I had you, so you'll see college. random. Listen, if you go to Texas or Tennessee, you'll definitely see a random uh, <laughs> lady at church with a jerry curl. I definitely wore my S curl like longer than I should have. You had a kit? I had a kit when he was online. Do you have a kit? Wow. No, but I had a kit when he was online. But then um, Mark Kelly was like, uh, this is gross. Then <laughs> 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 so, he had that drip. I had that drip in his, in his chin. So I was like, you know what? Whoa, hold on now. Chill <laughs> out. Yikes. Wow. Well, y'all, I'm here. Hey, y'all. Uh, Thanksgiving. Yeah. Thanksgiving's coming up, guys. So this weekend it'll be well. This uh, what Thursday? This Thursday is gonna be Thanksgiving. So you know, normal stuff. Everybody's um, cooking or what y'all's plans for for the holiday? Are we uh, cooking, traveling, going to Mama and them? I mean, what's what's good? I don't know exactly what I'm doing yet, but I always cook something. Um, so I cannot be dependent on hauling plates from everybody else's shit. So I'm going to have a traditional fare, little seafood dressing, little smoked turkey, little greens, and then some other side. Kind of, I actually want to make cheesecake too, but I don't know. I ain't got that far ahead just yet. But yeah, so I'm going to have like traditional stuff in my house and I might sample some shit along the way. But uh, other than that, shit, just chill, get in front of the TV, watch these games, and that's going to be that. Yeah, nobody really fucking cares, but uh, deviled eggs, pound cake, gumbo, watch games, have Thanksgiving. That's it. What you, what are you putting in your gumbo? Uh, it's going to be a seafood gumbo. Uh, we're going to base it in duck fat this time. Usually I'll use vegetable, but we'll use duck fat this time. 
Uh, we use, of course, sausage, andouille sausage, uh, chicken thighs, um, already picked crawfish meat from the crawfish tails, lump crab meat, gumbo crabs, and shrimp. And crab claws. So that's the gumbo. Oh, man. Rich nigga gumbo. Okay. That's nigga got bread, bread. Um... I'm gonna have to work, so I'm staying here. Um, so I guess I'm just gonna go get me one of Popeye sandwiches and uh, sit on my couch and drink Hennessy. So that's my. <laughs> no, nigga. I, I, at this point, I, I don't know what I'm about to do. Popeye sandwiches, a forty, and a Fifi, and happy Thanksgiving. Man, and Disney Plus. <laughs> I don't know how that how that fits in, but that sounds. <laughs> Pretty sweet, actually. Nineteen. Uh, that doesn't sound sweet, but right. I'll try to be positive. So the thing is, so I'm going to my people house. I ordered a cake. I'm not cooking it anything at all. I was gonna cook something for Friday, but then I need to turn around and I'll be out of town all next week for work. So that'd be silly to do that. So I'm really just gonna eat the fam's house, avoid it. Any unnecessary calories and and just chill. We're gonna, we're gonna watch Frozen two tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? Um, probably watch Queen and Slim. Queen and Slim with my wife later. It'll be cool, and that's that's gonna be the the gist of the weekend. Sounds fun. I'm just looking forward to not eating a bunch of shit. Like that whole feeling of being full. I'm not really into it anymore. Well, I kudos mean, kudos to you. But being above the rest of us niggas who are trying to get fat <laughs> and full all week. I don't like how it feels. I just I feel bad. I feel sick. So, I, you know. But, I mean, the food is important. I mean, Thanksgiving, the food is the centerpiece. So, um, what are y'all's, like, top three power rankings for, like, required food items for your Thanksgiving meal? Uh, uh, turkey. turkey Is turkey in it? Or are we just doing sides? No, just, like, whatever. Like, y'all individual top three. Like, whatever y'all... That's that really gotta have. We need to post the bracket again first and foremost. We got a bracket that breaks all this shit down, don't we? I think Thanksgiving items. Uh, I, don't think we so. t- I think we might have talked about it, but I don't know if we've ever bracketed it. Did we it. not? We just talked about uh, it. Yeah. No, you just spit off the dome. Like what? what the ones like all I'm individually? Sorry, like, I'm sorry. What? Like, <laughs> the spit it off the dome. Spit on, spit on the dome. Yeah, oh, just no, <laughs> that's, that's not that's, that's not what I said. Let's not use. Hey let, hey, let's not use that one anymore. Let's just put that one away. Oh, that's 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 a phrase. I didn't make that up. Spit on the dome. Nobody says spit I, it I, off I, the I dome. Say that. I say that. I, I said spit it off the dome, like off yeah. your head, like just spit some shit out. Not All right, I'll I'll say. Uh, <laughs> I hate y'all. Dressing <laughs> macaroni and cheese, and uh, I'm gonna go turkey, man. I'm I'm old school. I'm turkey, dog. I, I, I need me some turkey. So I'm going I'm going dressing. That can be just your regular-ass uh, cornbread dressing. Or if you want to get fancy and rich like niggas from D.C. Uh, or Jacksonville, put some seafood in that shit. Um, I'm definitely fucking with it. Uh, my macaroni and cheese, I definitely love a good macaroni and cheese. Um, and, yeah, turkey. Now, if I had to... Ch- if gumbo is an option, I will take the turkey out and put in the gumbo because gumbo you got like five meats in one, so uh, I go gumbo in it. So if gumbo is part of the power ranks, I'm gonna go those three. 
Yeah, so my must-haves is one of is mac and cheese. I can't see Thanksgiving without mac and cheese. To me, that's 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 a problem. As, as a red flag, if I come to your house for Thanksgiving and you don't have mac and cheese, I, I really don't fuck with you real tough. Uh, mac and cheese, just like J. Joe, dressing signals Thanksgiving. I might not have dressing too many times in a year, but one of the two times in a year where I expect there to be some fucking dressing, one of those days is Thanksgiving. I expect there to be some dressing. Once again, like J. Joe said, doesn't matter if it's a fancy dressing, doesn't need to be seafood dressing or whatever it is, but there needs to be some sort of dressing. Um, the only deviation I would have probably is I like turkey um, and it does signify Thanksgiving, but if there was a protein that I can't live without on Thanksgiving, it would probably be ham, uh, whether it be honey baked ham or however you did ham yourself, but I need some swine. And I really love the ham. The ham is really one of my favorite things. As soon as the honey baked ham is put into the house, I'm already on it. Sandwiches, picking off it, all of that shit. So definitely in my top three power rankings. This was a uh, power rankings for sides or just Thanksgiving food, period? Just Thanksgiving food, period. Oh, yeah. Um, seafood dressing, I'll probably say collard greens. Ooh, yeah, that's a good one. Shit. Um, oh, that's very important. And it just like dawned on me like last week or two weeks ago that I hadn't had collard greens in a while because I would just like fire them up on Sunday sometime. But uh, so I'm looking forward to that. And the I don't know. I mean, I don't really have a third one. It's it wildly varies. It just kind of depends on what I've had and what I haven't had recently. Okay, so for me, um, macaroni cheese is definitely number one in the power rankings. Like I feel like. I get mad if the person who made the macaroni and cheese makes trash macaroni and cheese. <coughs> like, I almost want. <coughs> yeah, I'm talking. Oh, my God. You got that Please spit it out. But yeah, I, I'm good. No, you're not. <laughs> what did you do? You swallowed it? No, nothing came up. No, <laughs> something. I don't know. No. came up. <laughs> yeah, I heard it come up. Like, get it out of there. Like carburetor. <laughs> right. But, um, oh. No, nah, if the macaroni and cheese is trash, like, that makes me look at people funny. I know I have relatives who, like, or, or folks I know who just can't make macaroni and cheese and they still try to impose it on people. So, macaroni and cheese is, like, I think it's, like, the staple. Like, that's the most important thing in general. Um, after that, I definitely like some good greens. Um, I also started to get into Brussels sprouts, but I know not everyone knows how to make good Brussels sprouts or like them. But I love some good Brussels sprouts if I could get across some. Like I made some for Thanksgiving last year, and they was busting. So I'm kind of a fan of those now. I think I might make some now. Mm. Anyway, um, so that and then like I need a good um, um, sweet potato pie. Like that's that's big to me. Because not everyone necessarily puts the proper effort into it. I think sometimes folks go through the, the motions when they make the sweet potato pie, and that is that is very upsetting to me. But that's that's really big. Like the, like for me, I don't care about turkey. I mean, I like a, I only like honey baked ham. I don't like any other ham. Um, but the meat don't really matter. Like this, for me, like if I get good size and some good dessert, I'm good. I just need to find a weed man to really set it off. Yeah, that, um, how is your, how is your weed man doing? He still locked up. He, he, he gone. So I gotta find another one. I ain't got like. So the dude who did security at the brunch party, one of them was my cousin, but the other one was a weed man. So I need Whoa, to see. Oh, narc! No one knows. No, no one knows who he is. Relax. We name names. 
but he like he I'm gonna see what he has because the thing is I don't like want no weed. I don't want like a, a cartridge or edibles or something. So niggas don't really fuck with that out here like that. The dude had a very niche market, so I I don't know what I'm really gonna do as far as all that's concerned. I know there's a dude that makes some lemonade. I might have to hit him up. I heard lemonade was good, so <clears throat> y'all don't um y'all don't have no dispensary down there. Y'all yeah yeah I got one. Yeah, I mean you got to find somebody with a car. Like anybody can't just walk in, but that's what I was gonna say. You might want to just try to find somebody that got a car and then go get whatever you need. So who you get the card from? You get the card from like the doctor or something or. Um, I looked at the process one time. I think it is like you need some kind of. Basically, I think the dispensary can kind of handle everything in house. Like I think they have a doctor and all that. It's more or less about the fees, but the fees didn't make sense to me. It was like two hundred dollars, but then like nine months later or something, you had to do some kind of renewal for like another hundred dollars or something. It just it wasn't for me. I feel like if I buy enough, like the first two rounds, I might be good for the year if I believe in myself and apply myself. Okay, I'm gonna look that up. I might just make this ride up Jacksonville, just get me a haul. Unless they limit how much you could buy, they do that. I have no idea. I ain't never been. And don't and don't get pulled over with a lot of drugs in your car. Uh, <laughs> right, fair enough. Fair enough. I mean, Jacksonville's not far. Famous last words, but it's not too far. So, I mean, I, I don't drive crazy or nothing. So, I mean, I it's, it would be just for me. So, I just need to, I'll, I'll find a, a, a the best method to go about doing that. It's some personal officer. <laughs> <laughs> I smoked a lot. I have it. I have anxiety. Yep. You ever heard of that officer? Yeah, he ain't gonna care. About my like, it's gotten worse since you didn't pick me up. <laughs> But you don't have to take my word for it. No, no. Thank you for being afraid. Oh, 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 yeah. Traveled down the road back again. Hey, so we started from the bottom, now we're here, girl. Oh, yeah. This is my part right here. Want to be featured on Asking for a Friend? Shoot us an email at with all due respect with a K at gmail.com. If your Asking for a Friend is hot enough, it'll be featured on the show. All right. This week's Asking for a Friend, we have our resident therapist, Miss Jackie, back on. This is her third time. Uh, first time she was on, she told everybody how they were horrible parents. Uh, <laughs> The second time she was on, she talked about her new book that touched our souls and left us speechless, which is hard to do uh, last time she was on. And this time she's here to talk about mental health during the holidays. Uh, I know Thanksgiving is around the corner and Christmas is coming up. And a lot of us um, deal with issues, some big, some small, uh, when it comes to uh, keeping your sanity around your family, around loved ones, around the holidays. Um, so, hello, Miss Jackie. How are you doing? How's everything? Hello. Good. Thank you for having me back. Um, yeah, and I'd be remiss to, to not mention that every time she comes on, she does uh, bigger things. I'm not saying that maybe we have boosted her career, 
But every time she leaves our podcast, like she does big things. So most recently, uh, and I'm sure you'll talk about this later on when we let you like talk about yourself. But right now, she uh, you have a segment on the on a on the news with the white man that does all the Negro dances. And that's not him, honey. All white people are not alike. That's not and, him. Mm, I really have you on there for asking you questions about him because I'm really impressed with him. Not racist. Uh, so how is that guy? How is he? Well, is Nick he? is Nick is the weatherman, but that's not the guy that I'm co-hosting the segment with. It's right. the same I channel, though, right? It's the same um, network, Fox 46. And then I I had posted photos on my Instagram because while I was doing my interview, he was literally in front of the green screen. And my thing was, as soon as I'm done, I'm going over there. And uh, he's cool. Um, he's young. He's in his early 30s. And uh, he's a married guy who just tries to make the most out of his job. And he seems to have found a niche there, being the weather guy that dances. I mean, I got a lot of respect for him. He's real cool. I like him. And this is Charlotte, right? Mm-hmm. That in there, Charlotte. Mm-hmm. Fox forty six. Fox forty six. Mm-hmm. Right. And what days are you on? Um, I am on every third Thursday now at seven forty five a.m. And you can watch it live at fox forty six charlotte dot com. It comes on um, that same time live. All right, all right. So, mm-hmm. I guess we can get into the nitty gritty. Um, so we we pulled. Um, people on our Instagram page about questions to ask. Um, and oh. a lot of them, a lot of people wanted to know how do you deal with, um, again, like just different stressors, which could be, let's say you, you go home and one of your relatives are like, Ooh, you've gotten fat. Cause you know, you know, that's what family members do. Or they ask, where when you gonna get a husband or you might be married and then they ask so when y'all gonna have a baby and you know you get a lot of those intrusive questions like Mm -hmm. before you even ate your macaroni and cheese so i guess um how do you kind of deal with those type of individuals with those type of you know um intrusive attitudes you don't that's how you deal with them. Well, you thanks know. for having. Oh, glad thank, we had you on the show. Thanks then. for coming no, out. All right, next up, we'll have with no. all due respect. Um. Okay. This is what <laughs> we as adults need to start thinking about before we go home. You need to focus during the holidays on meeting people where they are. That's it. You meet them where they are. We are grown. All of us on this, you know, um, you know, little, not little, on this big show, are over thirty probably. And we have known our family members a long time. You already know what to expect from certain people. So you need to mentally prepare before you go home to meet them where they are. And if you already know what to expect, you shouldn't be having adverse major reactions to people's foolishness. You should be prepared just like you go to work every day. And you know there's that one fool that get on your damn nerves. And you're prepared not to lose it when they say something out of pocket. It's the same thing. So So what methods would you um, suggest for meeting people where they are? Like, um, like exercises or whatever things to say or do. It's interesting because that is the method for me telling myself I'm going to meet her where she is right now. I do a lot of fake smiling until it feels real. So I do a lot of this. She's fake smiling so, for everybody. That yeah, I do it. fake smile until it feels real because um, physiologically and psychologically, when you see somebody smiling, it's really hard to have a nasty attitude with them. That's just nature. That's just human nature. It's really hard for somebody to keep digging while you're like, 
Oh, okay. So, you know, I do have somebody in my family who, you know, I'm not going to out right now, but we all know who she is. She's an aunt of mine and she has a real reputation for saying hurtful things, but we don't believe she's trying to be hurtful. We just think she has no tact and she hurts people's feelings, but we smile at her and nod and exit the room or, oh, okay. And we walk out. It's just not that serious. It's not enough to get worked up over. We don't need to do that. We already know who she is. So we just meet her where she is. So is cussing at each other as a family no longer healthy? That's not healthy no more? No longer. I, 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 thought, I, I thought cussing I thought at each other was healthy. Because if I don't, if you're coming at me some kind of way that I don't like, like if you keep asking me about the baby, she's like, look, look, goddammit, stop asking me about this fucking baby. We're not having no more fucking baby. Some little bass is expensive. And then you go and get you some pie. Like, to me, that's healthy. And that lets somebody know I don't want to talk about that. I don't understand. A lot of people, it seems like they don't do that anymore. Like, that's unhealthy. That's not the way you talk to your family members. So it seems like there's a lot of walking on eggshells and passive aggressiveness and stuff like that. Because nobody's going to cuss nobody out. It seems like getting cussed out was a mm -hmm. good penalty for when you say something stupid. In my family, at least. I think when we're around our families, everybody is thinking about what's to come. And nobody's thinking about what has occurred with these people before they walk in that house. Mm -hmm. I believe that we need to be more aware that people go through things and their acting out is reflective of what they're going through and not of who they're standing across from at that moment. Does that make sense? Somebody who's at peace with themselves and not experiencing turmoil in their life is not just going to start an argument or just dig at you out the blue. It makes it easier for me to respond to the negativity knowing that. So, like, I, I just don't get it. So, like, to me, it's, it's difficult to understand because to me it's like homecoming, right? When we go to homecoming... We leave a lot of the bullshit that happens in our regular life in the in the trials and tribulations that we go through. And we come back to our schools that we went to as the people that we once were. We're happy. We're having a good time. And we're not going to deal with that shit right now. We're going to have a good time while we're here. So okay. why can we have that mindset with strangers? But when it's time for us to come with our family, we got to bring all of that baggage back. And it's like, oh, well... Hey, I know you well, lost your job six months ago. How's that going? Like, damn, why we got to bring that shit up? I just came for pie. So let's think about this. The people you went to school with that you're meeting at homecoming did not grow up with you and help to rear your personality to what it is and your childhood experiences, which shaped a lot of who you are as an adult. So we're often triggered by our family members because they were there when we were being rooted. I mean, I'm just speaking off of, you know, my own personal experience. I don't need to get upset with people in college. They met me at a later point in life. They didn't help to shape me and create traumatic experiences. A lot of our families did that, though. Right. Whether it's the way they treated us when they were kids, things they heard us say or acted like they didn't hear us say, paid attention to us or they didn't. Those things start to surface when people are making those comments. And you have immediate reactions based on what you have pushed down somewhere and blocked out for 20 years. And that shit comes out very clearly when people start these arguments in a home during the holidays. And then it goes into stuff you ain't talked about in 20 years. So And people start taking jabs. Does that make sense to y'all? No, that you know yeah, that, no, that makes perfect that sense. That makes perfect okay. sense. It all comes out like a volcano just erupts. So, and then it's like, I can't do y'all, I'm out of here. So what I took from that is I can't cuss my mama or my daddy out. <laughs> but can I cuss an uncle or auntie out? Could really, they may not have had, they had a little bit of child rearing in them, but really not so much. So I feel like I should be able to cuss one of them out and definitely first and second cousins. 
Is that is acceptable? Real statement. Is this real or are you just? This is real. People want to know who. People want to no, know who I'm, they I'm can cuss out. Several family members. See, there it is. In front of everyone. Yeah. So what I've done is, <laughs> I've cut off full swaths of family, <laughs> like full all the Joneses. Like, I, like to be to keep it a buck. I mean, I don't really fuck with. I don't fuck with my grandmother. Um, I don't fuck with my aunts. I don't fuck with. Uh, the, the 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 fucked up niggas on um, my father's side of family. Like, I don't mm-hmm. fuck with my like my grandfather's kids because they steal. Like, I don't fuck with a lot of niggas. I mostly don't fuck with my family. Like it's like it's a small amount. So, but that works for you, right? That no, works, works for you. It works perfect because before that, I was I would be phony and smile through a lot of shit, and then I'd be like, man, I really don't like these niggas, man. Yeah, and I don't believe gets, in that. I don't believe in the phony family dealings. Um, I'm with yeah. you. Yeah. So, so after all that, I was just like, um, and I mean, I think shit came to a head real nice and natural. Like they did some shit to my father. I couldn't um, forgive. And I cussed everybody out and I said, you're never going to see me again. And I, I mean, it was like five years ago. I mean, I, I kept true to that. Chef, and it's, it's mostly, it's been like the best thing I've ever done. Chef, you bring up a really good point I think we just have there. to do what's best for us. And it's not about family. It's about eliminating toxicity. And I am not someone that's going to fend for, oh, it's family and it's Thanksgiving. No. If you don't want to deal and be engulfed with the toxicity, you stay away from it. Whether it's work, find a new job. People tell you, right? You need to find a new job. What are you going to do? You, you can get away from your family. And that is okay. Put them on a shelf. And when you're ready to deal with them, take them down off the shelf. And that's my question. So for Chef and for you, Jackie. So is it okay to cut family off? Oh, you didn't. You said cuss them out. I didn't think you said cut them. No, out. No, no, no. I was talking about. I, I no. I, I'm perfectly okay with. I'm at peace with cussing people out. Okay. Chef, Chef just mentioned about he's cutting off. He's cut off entire limbs of his family tree. His family yes, tree. Yes, I think it's okay yeah. to cut off family members. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because that's something I've had to do. Yeah, the only issue I had to have with it is the whole uh, legacy part. Because I mean, my daughter don't really know some people, but I've gotten over that as well. Because this is like, 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 because like, um, Dr. Jackie said, it's like people, like, like these people, like, have a part in terms of how you are, your mind works as you grow, like how you're developed yeah. as you get older and older. And I am not nice. Like that is my biggest issue. Like, I mean, most people think, you know, I'm nice, but at the core, I mean, I'm not really that nice. So, and it's a lot. It has a lot to do with all the other bullshit. You know what I'm saying? Um, I have a daughter, and she is as sweet as could be, and. I, I think it's mostly because of the people that she's around are mostly just positive people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and it's not like a lot of uh, a phony shit or shit like hanging over. So she could have, she has the capability to kind of be as free as she wants to be. She, she'll in, in turn and she'll, and I mean, my goal is to make sure like when she gets older, she wants to come home and, and feel comfortable being at home. Like it's nothing. Mm-hmm. And that, and that has a lot to do with the people that are around her. So I think that's very important. I think, and that's why most people, I don't feel like most people want to go, like we, have, we hear all this shit about the holidays. I don't think we heard about this like 30 years ago. Because people cussed each other out 30 years ago. So what? Because people cussed each other <laughs> yeah. out 30 years yeah, ago. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It was like a different <laughs> dynamic. Well, like, cuss somebody out at, at Thanksgiving. You I think you cuss people out when you 
uh, cannot figure out another way to express yourself and your anger drives you to a point of explosion. That's what right. I feel so, like. So, so this is going to be moving moving ahead. So that was going to be my next question. So say you come there and you try to smile at everybody and you prepared for everybody, you know, aunt, whoever's going to ask about this and uncle's going to ask about this and you smile and you're doing the right thing. But the thing about family is that they know your buttons, button, what buttons to push. Right. So, you know, you trying to be, oh, okay, blah, blah, blah. And then she was like, well, you know, she liked that because she adopted. You know what I'm saying? And they know that's your motherfucking trigger. That's your that's button. Right? Up. So, right. So at that point, you've done all you could. You prepared yourself mentally. You smiled. You tried to turn your right, left, both uh-huh. butt cheeks. All and what do you do? Okay, what do you do so after that? At this that? point, you're about to cuss everybody out like Wood wants to. But uh-uh. you 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 trying that you're working on yourself, so that's not you don't think that's the healthy thing to do. You excuse do yourself. You excuse yourself and you leave. And um, I'm gonna say this: uh, the last time I was at home, I felt for the first time just so uneasy that I had to tell my parents I was going to a hotel. And I said, "Look, I'm gonna go ahead and go to a hotel." And the reaction was not good from everybody. And it created quite a scene. And in my mind, I tried to divert the scene by pulling away from the situation and just saying, hey, I love y'all. I'll be back tomorrow. This is just a lot. I did what I'm telling you all to do. (laughs) And then (laughs) the reaction to it was so, like the jab started flowing, like, oh, we knew, you know, you're just so self-centered. I mean, that kind of started. And I was like, "Uh uh-huh. And then more and more. You're so selfish. And you just like when you were a kid, I mean, and I, I, I was so caught off guard and um, I was hurt by it, um, but I turned my back to it and I started packing and I could hear things while I was packing and I eventually blew up. Um, I did regret blowing up, but I did not regret what I tried to do. And I did wind up leaving. I went to a hotel and then the next day, you know, I called my parents and was like, look, I love y'all. I mean, they're in their 70s. I don't want to live with going back to North Carolina and something happening to my parents. But I'm like, look, I love y'all. But I'm not coming back for the holidays. I'm just letting you know. It's too much. So I'm going to protect myself since no one can protect me here. No one can look out for me and my best interest here emotionally. So I'm going to do that for myself. So I'm telling you from firsthand experience that I basically withdrew from the family event. and was like, okay, we're good now. Especially when y'all have kids around. My kid was around. And I wasn't willing to risk him seeing mommy completely lose it and show him some kind of verbally abusive behavior towards my family. I wasn't going to do it. So to your point, um, I, leave. I just recently saw like a meme that kind of touched on what you were saying, because I'm a benefit of that type of guy myself. And I let a lot of stuff slide. But uh, the meme basically said, and I'm paraphrasing, sometimes you have to show motherfuckers that you are a motherfucker yourself. And sometimes that's, that's just what it comes down to. I don't like doing that. And uh, I'm even to the point now where I'm mature enough where I normally apologize in advance because I can tell that's where it's heading at. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I mean, sometimes you just got to do that. Like, certain shit you can't just let slide. Especially when something else I kind of heard you say, it was almost like they kind of had this pre-can response. Like, they were waiting for this yeah. particular answer yeah. to be like, yeah, yes. you did this. and That's you what was said. Like, yep. Come on, man. We knew you would do this. That's yeah. what was said. And it was like, huh? I didn't even know. I, <laughs> you know, I felt something literal, literally happening. And it, it was somebody triggering me and not somebody 
Um, I mean, I, I really, I don't speak to my own brother. I mean, my older brother has been one of the most toxic people in my life, but that's not a mystery. Most people that listen to your podcast I grew up with know this. And he's very toxic to me. He's not nice to me. Um, he wasn't speaking to me at the house. And then he walked past my son and didn't speak to him. Mm. I completely was like, okay, all right. I spoke to one of my uncles and I said, look, I'm, I'm having these feelings. I think I should leave. Just kind of wanted to run it by somebody else first before I just reacted. And he said, you know what, Jackie, that makes sense. I get it. And I said, yeah, when you do that with my kid, I don't feel too good about that because I'm not going to have the baby witnessing, you know, that kind of feeling of yeah. uncle didn't speak to me. Um, it might not have been intentional, but I caught it. And that was enough for me to say, you know what, this is uncomfortable. I'm not at home. I'm in somebody else's home, even if it's my parents. But I'm not going to have myself in a situation that I'm uncomfortable with my kid. So I exit all situations like that. I totally feel you. You need to remove toxicity no matter who it is in your life. Because family can be the most toxic people towards you. They will ruin your peace of mind. Yeah, I, I say run towards the toxins, the alcohol and the weed. That's what I say do. I mean, in those well, things. I'm definitely not going to say that as a licensed professional. <laughs> now on television. Not weed? No weed? Weed helps some people with anxiety, but that doesn't decrease anger. So let me ask you, so you mentioned anxiety, like, does going to see any of y'all's family trigger any anxiety for y'all? Like, do y'all feel stress when you go and see y'all family? I mean, I, no I know more. some people do. That's why I'm asking y'all. Like I, like, I have parts of the family, like, I love being around. Like, so, like, for Thanksgiving, I'm going to spend time with them. And they, they, like, great, just genuine people. But my uncle, me and him are on the same wavelength because I was, he was me a generation ago, basically. Like, he was treated the same sort of way. Like we're in a matriarchy, a toxic matriarchy. So <laughs> there's a bunch of a bunch of women, and he was the only boy, and they treat all the women he dated weird, and it was all sorts of weird tension. They and and they was funny acting with the kids, like they would pretend like that one one child was with was the child of one mother when it would be the child of another. Like, oh wait, you ain't you ain't recent mama, you you oh Sheila mama. <laughs> Oh, my bad. Like, they do bullshit like that. You know what I'm saying? But um, so he had the same sort of issue. So me and him have been like kindred spirits. And he's like, oh, no, that's just how it is, man. Like, you know what I'm saying? But he always made me feel comfortable. So I'm, I'm going to be with him. But, but I think that's what you do. Like, I think if you're with the people that you enjoy being around and it's it's easy and it feels like family, that's like that's what, you know, the concept of family, like what you see on TV, it's cool. And it, I mean, that's, that's why I do. I just make I decide to make those type of decisions. Yeah, my, my family. My family's awesome. So, oh, that's, that's dope. That's dope, man. I, I love my family, and we have a great time together, and we oh. love each other, and we oh man, hands and talk about what we're thankful for, and kiss. And that's kiss wonderful. Me. That's hella neat. That's rare. <laughs> so, going um, unless anybody else want to talk about that uh, family experience. So, well, that's what leads you to want to be around your friends. So, what I know, you had something you were talking about. Uh, Friendsgiving being a little yeah, more so, popular, getting more popular over the years. Yes, yeah, so I saw like an article or something like that posted. I wasn't really in a research mode, so sorry I don't have the link. But there's there are trends forming now where, of course, we all know about Friendsgiving where you essentially have Thanksgiving with your friends. A lot of people have it, not necessarily on Thanksgiving, but maybe before. But the trend of having a Friendsgiving is increasing and the occurrence of people maybe having Thanksgiving with their family is starting to decrease a little bit so i'm just 
wondering like is there a reason why i don't know if it's a millennial thing i don't i don't know any of that i don't have any information but is there any reason why we're seeing more people wanting to spend these sort of traditional intimate holidays with their friends as opposed to with their family well the first reason you might want to look at is airplane tickets and the cost of them okay because if you look at people taking alternative routes to celebrating and and traveling the number one reason people are not traveling right now is because one airplane ticket for a family of four is $400. And then you multiply that by three more and people can't afford their mortgage or their rent because they're traveling for the holidays. So people, number one, want to make do with what they can and make the best out of just staying where they are. And for a lot of people, their immediate family is not around, right? right. So then you look to your closest friends, who's like family, auntie such and such, you know, uncle such and such, and then you start something like, hey, do y'all want to come over? Yeah. And I think that's how it starts. Um, but I think nowadays, now that we have, I mean, just apply that to social media and like the technology differences from today and 15 years ago, you know, there's more of that going on. So there's more ways we can connect and reach out and have instant gratification with people right next to us down the street or, you know, like four hours away, they can drive you instead of take a plane to see their family. Right. So for some people, it's cheaper to do that. Does that make sense? No, it absolutely makes sense. Yeah. So, and and, and it, it's that saying, like, you can choose your friends, but you can't choose your family. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So yeah. if you go, say you do want to see your mama, but you know your punk ass auntie and uncle gonna be there you know what i'm saying like i don't come and see her on the holiday right so yeah. you have to see them if you go home for the holiday mm-hmm. you know you as much as you love your mom you might dislike somebody else but with your friends you pick your friends like you know what i'm saying like out of all the motherfuckers in the yeah, world your family you, you got stuck with you're trying yeah, to right. say it nice but the motherfuckers so, who you 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 chose it, uh, people that you genuinely like so why not have them motherfuckers around when you're supposed to be around people that you love? So that's probably part of it too. So so given that, so for you all, I've never been to a Friendsgiving. I've been to Bayou Classic before, and that was the only time I like missed Thanksgiving with my people before, and it kind of crushed my mama. So I've never done it again. But for those of you that have been to a Friends Friendsgiving, did y'all enjoy that more than what you enjoyed a Thanksgiving with your family? No, not personally. I mean, the thing is, I I like thing. I like being around my family for Thanksgiving. Like the people I cut off are the people I really didn't really see that much. Like with my intermediate family, I do like to be around them for your, your, your what family. Your what? My inner what, what's what's what they call it? Immediate. Their, their immediate. Immediate. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> don't don't do it's that. family. I was just trying to clarify, brother. I didn't know what an intermediate family was. That's all. <laughs> Yeah, they yeah, have an intermediate family. Yeah. <laughs> they get a ding. What a ding at, man. They got a, another family on the west side. <laughs> oh, that was at me. Okay, my bad. My immediate family. I I do enjoy being around them, and it was like, um, I've had like friends, and Friendsgiving is cool, but it just it just feel different because you could go out to dinner with your homies anytime. Really, I think I think it's just a different type of feeling. Like, and you cook for your family, you feel like you're doing something for them. So it's, that's a nice feeling too. So it's just different in that way, in my mind. I I I haven't I've I've had to work around Thanksgiving before, so I've never had a friendsgiving, but I've been to like a friend's house during their Thanksgiving, and shit was cool because he you know he let me into his house, but you know it's strange because <laughs> everybody has their own traditions. You know what I'm saying, and how they you know. 
do the kids eat first? The daddy eat first? You know what I'm saying? And shit, if you're used to one thing all the time, you know that shit can throw you off. But I mean, it was cool. But I, I've never, I've never been to a friend's friendsgiving as of yet. The concept of this is interesting to me because not only have I not been, but I'm not someone who cares to celebrate Thanksgiving really anymore at all. So uh, this year, my son, I'm just not really into it. I'm not into how it came about. I'm not into like, you know, all the pilgrim, Native American, all that stuff. I'm not, I don't think it's something that I really want to celebrate. My son is with his father this Thanksgiving, so I'm really (laughs) grateful for him. At least he gets to be with his father's family and do all that, but I personally will be skiing this weekend alone. Nice. So I'm very excited. Oh, yeah, baby. I'm excited. Where, I'm where are you skiing? Are you going to ski by yourself? Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, where are you going to ski? Yeah. That's, what she, that's what she says on the podcast. Us right. grown people, no, right. us grown people can do things by ourselves. So mm-hmm. I'm very excited to go alone on my little solo trip. Big ups, mm-hmm. to, the, big ups to the skiers out there, man. Yeah, I want some peace of mind this holiday season. I just want to do what I want to do. I don't oh. want to feel obligated to anyone. Shout out to the black skiers. Um, so let's talk about uh, dealing with uh, the holidays when uh, you have a when you've lost a loved one. Uh, as we get older, you know, uh, we're starting to lose our parents or, you know, grandparents or whoever. So um, studies show that around holidays, I think. I don't know. Suicide rates are up more or something like do that. Do studies show this or do they not? I don't know. I think a nigga might have told me this shit. But regardless. <laughs> that, that, was a, that was a <laughs> chef stat. That was a chef stat. Yeah, that was a chefism. I don't know. Why the you got to call me out on the podcast? Well, it is a certain age She was already gunning for you from from a few minutes ago when you said your homeboy let you in the house. But we just talked about how family does that. Right. I don't have to deal with you because I'm you feeling I'm feeling toxic right now. Walk, so walk out around days when <laughs> you're around your family, I all like um, and somebody's not there, you can kind of feel their absence and uh, especially when it's fresh. Um, so how do you kind of deal with those feelings that are, that arise around holidays when you know you might have lost a, a, a parent or a sibling or something like that, and you know how. What if, I don't know. What what do okay. you see people do? Okay, this is just my suggestion. Like I always say, you know, based on my personal opinion and my professional opinion together. And I always tell my clients or anyone else to do what feels good until it doesn't feel good and then stop doing it. So if you get to your parents' house knowing one parent is deceased, it doesn't even have to be new. It can be two years later and you have feelings about it and that house makes you feel that way and you know it, then you already have anxiety going to the home. If you know this, you're aware of it, and you can deal with it, and you're aware that you you know ways that you can deal with it, fine, go into that house. If you feel like you can't, why are you going? And so we have to evaluate on a consistent basis what works for us and what just doesn't work for us as individuals, not for what other people expect. You know what I'm saying? I have always felt like they expect to see me because I'm a single woman. I'm not married. They, they expect to see me over the holidays. They're going to be so upset if they don't. What do most of us say? Oh, my mom will be upset. Oh, my dad. What? They are in their 70s in my case, and I am 37. I can do whatever the hell I want. They'll just have to get over it. And I'm but really I, big on that. That's how we protect ourselves. But not even just, I mean, so say your mama made greens or your mama cooked something during Thanksgiving and 
it's not just going over to somebody's house. You just feel that absence. So it was Thanksgiving and it was something big. So it doesn't matter if you're at home or you're at your parents' house or a sibling's house or a friend's house. You're just sad. Like you, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm, I'm missing them right now. I wish they okay. were here. I wish. So you, you feel know, those that, feelings and right. there's nothing immediately you can do. You have to feel grief and it's, the those moments where we're trying to find some way out of it that we wind up in bad habits. And so I will not tell you as a therapist that there's something you can actually do. A lot of times we numb those feelings by doing things. Oh, let's start talking about this. Oh, let's start. that doesn't always help everyone. You have to go through a grieving process. And a lot of times I know as black the black community, we're trying to alleviate that immediately. None of us want to feel that. It's almost like we were trained not to, you know, especially in the case of men. Black men, it's like, all right, I'm starting to lose it. All right, where's my family? Okay, I got to make sure my kids don't see me losing. I mean, there's all kinds of that going on, and I got to be strong for this, strong for that. A lot of people feel that. And the reality is you can feel that, and that's what's better for the healing process than trying to find something to do or some way to alleviate that immediately. Those people are gone. So you're going to be reminded of that regardless. You know, the funny thing is um, my uncle, before he died, he stopped coming to Mother's Day dinner and things for years. And I remember one year being really pissed at him, like, I expected to see you. I came home from college. Where were you? What were you thinking? And he said, look, my mother is dead, Jackie. I don't want to come celebrate that. I have nothing to celebrate. And it took me like two or three years to accept it. I thought he was being selfish. In reality, I was being selfish because that's the way he felt. Who am I to invalidate someone's feelings for what they're comfortable with when they're grieving? And he was grieving still. Well, studies show that if you stay home, you'll be sad and hungry. But if you go to a nigga house, at least you'll be sad and full. Is that what so, the studies say? That, that is what studies say. You should do. Might as well go get some turkey and dressing and then be sad. And and who are the sad. subjects of these studies? And, and some brown, black and some brown liquor and marijuana. I'm not a black licensed black. therapist, so. Because if they were black people, black, they brown. probably would have shown hey. something different. <laughs> All right. So, uh, does anybody have any other questions for the illustrious Jack A? So, illustrious, thanks. So, so we, we just talked about something pretty deep and pretty, even though we had a little bit of jokes, but if you are feeling depressed or stressed out and you need somebody to talk to, or you feel like you about to lose your shit or do something, maybe harm yourself or harm somebody. What's the, what's the emergency protocol for that? Who do you, who are you going to call or what's the okay, number? Or there, what, what's okay, up you said that? a few different things. So if you feel like you're going to hurt yourself, you need to call, you need to tell somebody immediately, first of all, who you tell? and then that person will probably tell someone. Okay. So, Tell someone, whether that's your family sending a text message to one of your friends, you need to reach out to somebody. It doesn't even matter who you reach out to, whether it's somebody in front of you or somebody through the phone, somebody will respond to you. Hey, I'm not feeling good. I'm feeling like I'm about to have a meltdown. I mean, my, my friends respond immediately to that. And a lot of them know I feel those things when I go home. A lot of them know that. So they're kind of already on guard for me to contact them and reach out and need some kind of debriefing. Does that make sense? So yeah. um, you need to have your support system already ready. You know, tell one or two of your friends, hey, I'm going home. You know, I can't wait to see my family, but I'm a little anxious about this. And, you know, my mama be doing this and I don't know. I may need somebody to talk to. Yeah. You can let people know that in advance because most of us are already sure that something's going to happen with somebody. And if it is, we're already aware. So you want to do that first. Now, if you actually think you're 
yourself, that's why I say that. But if you're in a situation with your family where you just can't deal with it and you're starting to, um, situation, especially if you have kids there with you too, take your kids and do something more positive. For my son, um, the morning we woke up, I took him to the children's museum. My, my whole family went to church. They all spent the day together and I knew that. And I was like, look, buddy, we're going to do something different, okay? Mommy's not ready to go back yet, so we're going to be tourists. We're going to have fun. And I automatically changed the dynamic of the tone there. And so he was ready. Try something different. I'll see them later, you know? But you eject from the situation and you substitute that feeling with something positive. Something positive has to happen. All right. Well, we... We covered a lot, and I'm not trying to keep you here all night. Um, so we did get a que- another question that came in. Uh, so somebody asked, if you're single. You drinking eggnog? You got a eggnog over there on top of Jackie? The Coquito. Are you single? This is alcoholic. Sorry. <laughs> you don't want to say if you're single or not on the podcast? Oh, somebody asked me if I was single? They oh, would ask me. You got you fans. You got fans. Oh, what if you? Oh, what if you were single said, and what? They said, "Is she single?" People ask it. People don't care. I that. am. And then, then they said, uh, "And has she ever studied the effect of PWIs versus HBCUs on, on mental health?" Um, no, I haven't studied that. Um, I don't know that there is a. I know from from experience of like my friends and people I know who are professionals who have gone to white schools versus black schools, the people that went to HBCUs felt more supported during their college careers. I know firsthand, okay, because we've sat around and had these conversations. Um, Ivy Leaguers and um, HBCU, you know, alumni, we've all talked about this together, that they didn't feel that supported. Um, They felt alone a lot of the time, isolated, like they couldn't really relate to anyone. And the HBCU experience seems to be a little different. Uh, however, I would say that all of the college campuses need to implement way more mental health support all around. Because everyone I knew when we were in college was stressing out about something, whether it was relationship, the grades, finals, or any of that. And I want to go back to your question because that takes you straight back to that suicide question and people getting depressed during the holidays. It's mainly the college age group of kids it gets depressed when they leave all their fun and friends and go back home and they're pulled away from what they know for two weeks. It's like, can you think of that? Like when you leave high school, you make a major transition. You're in a new life. That's how everybody describes it. So you're in college in your new life. And all of a sudden it's break time. You don't see any of your friends, people you depend on for support, people you dab up and kick it with. No, you're back in your mom's house. There's rules. People are nagging you. People are bringing up childhood stuff. You're not ready to go back and deal with that. It's jolting sometimes, isn't it? I mean, it's kind of like, okay, shit, I'm ready to go back to school. I mean, a lot of us felt like that going on. I definitely did. I didn't. I ain't had no curfew. Well, my mama tried to implement one, and I was like, nah, I'm grown now. All right. Jack, it's up. (laughs) Roll your eyes. All right, so we're about to let you go. Oh, but before we let you go, um, so you've been talking a lot about uh pornography and its effect on mental health yes and you did not include any of us who are definitely porn positive uh Yay! people <laughs> um so I, I feel like we you don't listen to our podcast we always ask our guests what are their top three porn categories uh so we're gonna ask you what are yours 
She already talked about this on like three different episodes. I don't talk about my. I don't. You You, you already got fans um, asking if you're single. You about to blow your fans to the roof now. I got to be careful because I'm already getting dick pics in my DMs. Like, I don't want to. Like, I think that's like a normal thing. But not for my. Not for my. Our listeners. Our listeners are classy. Our listeners are women. Okay. So if you get a pussy pig, then it's one of our listeners. Oh my god! Okay, so (laughs) if it's a cooter, it's one of ours. (laughs) I was telling my co-host asked me on the show how would I feel if my I know he asked how would I feel if my significant other at the other time was focused on a certain uh, ethnicity while he was watching. I'm like, yo, I did say that the only one that would bother me is like, like he specifically brought up Hispanic and Latina, and so I'm like, look, that would probably bother me because. I am mixed with three other ethnicities. So actually black, white, and Asian don't bother me at all. And I think immediately when he mentioned Hispanic, I'm like, nah, that, that wouldn't apply to me. I wouldn't like that too much because I can't identify with that. And a lot of times women can't identify with the type of porn their man is watching. They can't identify directly with the woman. You know what I'm saying? So then they're like, well, what's he looking for? What's he trying to get out of this? I mean, what's he doing over there? I don't have that. I can never possess that. So I want to I wanna highlight that specifically. Number two, to answer your question. Oh, no, 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 no. She, this is all spin. This is some spin, no, 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 no. boy. No, I'm... It has nothing to do with you. What are you Well, about? it doesn't matter what you think and how you feel because I'm, I'm, I'm actually giving you the gems here. I'm telling you, hey, for anybody that's going to run into an issue with a woman who they live with who's like, yo, why are you watching that? Why you... I'm literally telling you what we think. I think you'd want to know, wouldn't you? Well, how let's we hear, feel. Let's hear, let's hear your porn categories and then we'll... <laughs> You don't care. You don't want to know. Okay. No, no. I'm no, just we, do. we do. We do. We do. Because if some people like to watch things that they're not, that it's they fantasy. don't, it's, it's just fantasy, right? Okay. So, like, I'll watch like, a threesome, but I don't want to do that. Exactly. I don't want to do that. That's perfectly like, normal. Like, yeah. um, what, what type of porn you like, Chef? What is that called? Um, incest. incest. Don't say it low. Don't say it low. have. Ancestral <laughs> sex. Right. He just said he hates his whole family. Got to jacket his clutch your pearls a little bit. He hates his family, but he wants to. Yeah, hey boy, that's wild. <laughs> oh man, we need to break that down. Can I see you? <laughs> wow. <laughs> I think we just. I think I just uncovered something. I'm about to cry. Right. Can we talk about this. <laughs> right. Oh shit. <laughs> If you so a lot of women, a lot of women like lesbian porn, but they don't necessarily want to have sex with a woman. They do though because they're stimulated by it. Because um, I can't. I'm not speaking for everybody. Y'all know that, right? Like I'm only speaking as one point of view. Right. Like women are sensual by nature, and so it's not about women having sex so much. I think it's about the touching and the sensuality of watch. It's arousing. So it doesn't have to be that women are drawn to women on women. I know right. if I'm watching it, that's not really something I go for. But if it's there and I'm watching it, I'm more like drawn to the physical touch and the sensuality of it. It's not about, oh, she was really giving it to her. Like, not, like no, I don't think that when I see it. It's just kind of like, you know, we are emotional creatures. And when you see two women together, even though you know they're acting, it looks emotional. Does that does that make any might, sense? That's what I'm saying. So if a man's looking at big booty Latinas, he might be drawn into the touching. It's the and sensuality of it. And not necessarily that he's really giving it to her. Like, cause mid, I, because midgets, midgets are sensual. Little people. 
You can't say midgets. Little people. Some kind of way. That's probably is that racist? Giving is that considered it, giving racist? Giving it to them is about to become a recurrent theme on here. Do like. y'all really want me to answer the question? Because I didn't. You asked no, me. You the never told me what your category. I'm trying to. I'm trying oh, to. You I started said with Latina. The, the threesome thing is like number one for me. I guess I have to. I can't get the same effect off seeing two people. I have to see more. It created more like a fantasy. Does that make? I think the two people thing is too normal. It's All right. not and enough of us. Two guys, one girl, or two girls, one guy. Oh gosh, it's two girls, not two guys. Right. To me, that's just gay. Oh. I don't want to see that. Yeah, that's yeah. That's, I, but I'm attracted. We're not even gonna touch that. But go ahead. What's your <laughs> no, I think it's gay. <laughs> watching two guys and a girl. I, I because I am not attracted to guys that are any bit feminine. Right. I'm attracted to very alpha male. So I'm entitled to that. That you reflects. What I'm so wait a minute. Wait a minute. Yeah, I got it. I don't want to. I never even want to go on a date with a dude who would think about doing a threesome with another dude. I got a, I got a great question for you that I heard somewhere on the internet. So if a guy sucks one dick, it's okay. Oh, but if he sucks oh, two yeah, dicks, it's gay. Okay yeah, I, I knew where that was going. No, 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 bro. Three, two, too many. <laughs> two, too many. <laughs> too many. Too many. Too many. No, one thought is too many. Oh, man. Thought. That's enough. We can move on. All right. So, what are your other two? Uh, interracial. Which race? And that's it. Is that a black woman and a? No, it doesn't matter who's the woman and who's the man. It doesn't matter. No, it matters to y'all. He's asking me, right? Right. Does it matter? My opinion. No, to me, it don't matter. Like, I can watch any interracial combination. It's like threesome, interracial. I don't think I have a third one. I don't watch porn excessively like you all do. I I, I just only have two. Don't. That's not porn shade. That's shade. Is that shade? Well, <laughs> not if you don't feel bad about it. It's not. Judgy McJudgington? I didn't. It was bad ear feels. Jackie? So what do you consider excessive? What's what's excessive? Right. Oh, I, I excessive is something that interferes with daily functioning, right? You, like you, if you're late for work. Or you are look, like you can't switch in things. and out of doctor. Okay, you keep switching Fine, in and out. Work. So, <laughs> so listen. We asked the question on oh our Instagram God. page, like, where's the weirdest place? Well, most inappropriate place you've masturbated, and like seventy-five oh percent was work at work. People are people are beating all their meats at work. Seventy-five percent. Get up out your get back in your chair, please. Just so oh you my know. God. Yeah, people nasty out here, and they got all types of mean your audiences. Hey, I've never heard of somebody doing that at work, but I'm sure people do when they're highly stimulated. But if they're doing that at work, I'm wondering what's not happening at home. He's up. He's who up. they're He's attracted up. to in the office? Easy, easy, easy. Stepping on toes. You know what I mean? I'm wondering what's not happening and lack of at home, and who easy. they're attracted to in the office, and how easy. easily stimulated they are. Easy. Easy. What? Do you think there's a difference if somebody masturbates in the bathroom at work versus at their desk? I think there's a difference. I was just being, I was being facetious. All right. Nigga masturbating right. at their desk got a whole other set of problems. 
No, you're, you're a sexual deviant. It's all completely inappropriate, and I would say at that point where you're doing it at work, those people should be seeing a therapist. As long as it doesn't interfere with your work and your regular day to day, it should be fine. you're still doing a good job. <laughs> well, it's completely like abnormal in that environment, so I would say that person needs to figure out why they're risking their job to masturbate. It might be that they're, they're attracted to risk. Stress, what if it's what a stressful Functioning masturbators. <laughs> I'm like, I have a functioning right. masturbator. This show might not be good for my professional career. All right. Um, it, all right. We're going to get off masturbating. See what I did there? <laughs> See what I did there? Thank you. And what was, hold on, what, was, what was your last day? What was your porn name somebody gave you? The Streets? Oh, Juicy J. Juicy J. All right, Juicy J. All right, this is the point of the, uh, this is the point of the show where we uh, allow you to, uh, you know, Sell your wares, where you're going to be at, what you're going to do, how they can find you, Okay. Books, poems, uh, thank TV you. Books, whatever you got. Um, my book is available on lulu.com, and it's called My Gift to You, second edition, and it's by Jacqueline F. Curry. That's how you can look it up. I am going to be on Fox 46 every third Thursday of every month and that can be seen live on the internet fox46charlotte.com so that's every third thursday my radio internet radio podcast airs every sunday at 12 p.m we record on facebook live every wednesday at five and i will be on what's the name of that oh i'm sorry it's called the couch 704 Right. So it's the Couch 704 on Instagram, too. And then on Instagram, I'm Jackie, J-C-K-E-E-C-U-R-R. And that's it. That's a lot, right. but that's it. Well, we enjoyed you, as always. Always um, a pleasure. Always. Always a pleasure. Pleasure is an interesting word, since we were just Dang. talking about porn. We leave, it, we leave it on a high note. I appreciate y'all having me back. All right, you know, the door is always open for you. Juicy J. Call her a trip. Yeah, Juicy J. I can't take it. Don't call me Juicy J on your show. Can't take it. Oh, my gosh. Okay. All right. Well, we'll talk to you later. Okay. Yes. Hopefully. Enjoy your Thanksgiving. Bye, y'all. Good night. By yourself. (laughs) All right. You too? All right. I will. Thanks. All right. So. Bye. Before we get into the with all due respects, we want to thank our new listeners and our current subscribers for rocking with us this far in the podcast. Check us out on SoundCloud and iTunes. Don't forget to give us five stars or drop a like. With all due respect, I received some correspondence this week from uh, from someone who went to another school other than Florida A&M about uh, other bands. I think he sent me a video of, um, of an Ohio State band doing Ohio State band shit and thought it was funny to ask can can fam you do this and it we had a little bit of fun with it but he sent it to some other rattlers and his ass immediately started to get eviscerated about all types of band shit and why the Ohio State band is trash and don't fucking come for rattlers and all of this type of shit and he I think he was a little taken aback by the fact that motherfuckers was really serious coming at his head for posting that shit but so here's the hierarchy, right? It's PWIs, then it's HBCUs that are above probably North Carolina and don't have bands, and then it's Southern HBCUs, right? So there's a level in there. And this this gentleman went to a non-Southern HBCU that's in the the 
what are the, the Goldilocks zone for HBCUs or schools or whatever. So you can't come for blah Southern HBCUs about bands and shit like that. Like that's not fucking cool. You know what I'm saying? You're gonna get blown the fuck up. People are not gonna take kindly to that. So if you get into a school maybe like Booty State, I think you went to Booty State, and you got some shit to say about FAMU, I think it would just be best to just keep FAMU's name out your mouth. At least us and BCC can go back and forth. At least we have bands that can fucking talk shit back and forth to each other. I don't even know if Booty State even has a motherfucking band. But yeah, man, just chill out, man. Just be happy that you're an HBCU. I think y'all play in the CIAA or some shit like that. Y'all got like a a Jenga team or Connect Four team or some shit like that. And I think that's cool, man. We accept y'all into the fold, man. But just keep your shit talking to a little bit. Keep it to a minimum with all due respect. With all due respect. If you're going to somebody's house as a grown person for Thanksgiving, for Christmas, for a birthday party, for a bar mitzvah, for any fucking thing, don't come empty fucking handed. Uh, I don't know why we have to reiterate this every year, but for whatever reason, people think it's just cool to show up with an appetite. Um, motherfuckers show up to Thanksgiving with their kids um with no juice boxes with no other snacks uh you just let them drink half a cold drink and leave it on the counter that's bullshit if you can't cook uh i think we talked about it last thanksgiving episode uh ask the people what they need if they say they don't need anything bring a bottle uh niggas always need ice it's always something that you should bring um people are hosting you at their homes they have to clean up before you get there. They have to clean up after you fucking leave. So please don't be an asshole and come empty-handed. I feel like it should be a sign on people's houses that are hosting that says, your ass is going to leave the same way you came. So if you come empty-handed, don't you make a fucking to-go plate for you, for your mama and your cousin fucking too. Don't do none of that shit. Be respectful. If at the end of the night and they say, hey, take something with you, you know, blah, 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 you know, then it's cool just to wrap some shit up. But nigga, just don't start asking what a what a aluminum furl is and just start making fucking to-go plates, nigga, like this is fucking jack-in-the-box or some bullshit, which really doesn't make sense because I don't have to-go plates. With all due respect. With all due respect. I think, I mean, so we talked about, you know, how to deal with family during the holidays, but I think it's also important to have balance. Um, I think family is important. I think it's good to spend time with your people, and it's important for them to see you and, and, and have those moments. So, um, I mean, because you get, you get older, and the moments that you have between family matter more and more each day. So that I believe in that. But I also believe there should be some sort of balance in terms of doing the things that you need to do for yourself. Uh, we all work hard. We probably work harder than, than, than most on the day to day. So it's good to have time for yourself during this time. So I would say, make sure that you take time to go do the things you like to do. Go watch a movie. Go have some brunch with your friends. Go, go um, have a drink with some friends. Just, just do the things that you also enjoy. Uh, get some rest recharge as we go into the holiday season um, and, and end up the year strong with all due respect. With all due respect, um, end of the year is coming up, holiday season. 
a lot of like shopping, holidays, Black Friday, Christmas time, all that stuff. And for some reason this year, it just seems to be like a heightened sense of uh, things that are going on, like the human trafficking, these mysterious vans that are pulling up and snatching people and all of that stuff. So just be vigilant um, this year with more people out. It's really honestly easier to blend in versus just being on a dark secluded street or something like that so just make sure you're aware of your surroundings at all times um, if you're out shopping with your kids and it's late or whatever make sure you just um, paying attention to everything that's going on and on top of your surroundings with all due respect 